0: The son had a different mom. The twins had a, a different mom. And the younger one had a different mom. So I was just dealing with three baby mamas then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Girl, you did not learn
0: anything, no. did you? No, heavens no.
1: No.
2: <laughs> You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step-family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Hello,
1: you fellow quarantiners. (laughs) Is that what they are now? I guess. You got a better word?
3: Mm, No. Maybe um, frustrated, aggravated.
1: (laughs) Got to think positive, David.
3: I'm positive. People are frustrated and aggravated.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, can't, we can't deny it. No, because y'all pin up. I mean, we don't have it as bad as some. Imagine if we lived in one of those tiny homes right now.
3: No, I don't want to imagine that.
1: That would be bad. But, you know, think about the people that are in
3: these smaller houses or small apartments, apartment buildings. You know, you can't go outside without passing all these people. And in some places have real quarantines. I think what we have around here is not <laughs> really a quarantine. I mean, when I drive by the the driving range yesterday and I see seven or eight people out there hitting golf balls, that's not really a quarantine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think our state is more of a, we strongly suggest you stay at home unless it's for essential reasons. Yeah,
3: it'd be a good idea, but if you don't, well, there ain't a whole lot we can do about it.
1: Well, I mean... One of the things that I saw with the governor, no, I don't know. One of them people said, you know, stay at home unless it's essential. These are the essential things, reasons you can leave. And, you know, we really suggest that you not go out even walking with friends, only have contact with people that live in your home. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're trying, but.
3: Well, yeah, they're, they're given the right advice, but, you know, I think, this is going on for several weeks now and people are getting to the point, especially by the time this podcast episode airs, people are getting to the point where they're like, you know what? (laughs) I don't care anymore. I got to get out of here.
1: Yeah, Uh I was talking to our little Croatian friend and they're they're pretty strict over there.
3: Yeah, they'll lock you up on me.
1: Well, we didn't really get into that, but I think he's kind of a, um, I see him being a, envelope pusher but i don't see him pushing this envelope. Well,
3: i did see that he said something about they had to have like a permit to leave mm-hmm. or, or something like that.
1: Well, a lot of people in even Rock Hill have been given permits by their not permits but a letter by their employer saying i'm an essential employee. Da, da, da. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So but
3: the thing about it is there's so many essential businesses that it's almost like what's what's the use? <laughs> yeah. You know, cuz the sad thing is like around here, you can't, um, they, they closed down the barber shops, And so all these people, I guess beauty shops too, but you know, all these people that are still having to go to work every day, (laughs) they can't get haircuts. So they're looking all shabby like me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And everybody's hair is growing out. They're unable to get it colored. So either their gray is showing or their brown is showing through their blonde.
3: Mm -hmm. I'm growing a beard. Yeah. I'm going, I'm growing, I'm growing my, uh, what is it? The um whatever that show is with the zombies.
1: Oh, um
3: The Dead something. Walking Dead. The Walking Dead.
1: Yeah. I I'm, never
3: watched it, but I hadn't either. But apparently I'm I'm growing out the Walking Dead look. So trying to get my hair long enough so I can slick it back. Got the beard going on. So now I gotta get a baseball bat and wrap it with barbed wire.
1: You look like cousin Robert.
3: Yeah. Get yeah, one, I would.
1: What? Get it one of those handlebar mustaches.
3: Yeah. No, he looks like he looks like a dude from V from Vendetta. Not the dude, but the mask.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: He's he's a, he's a mess.
1: Cousin Robert lives in California. <laughs> so, as we're recording this, the kids have been home a month from yeah, school.
3: And they are not quarantined. they running up and down the roads, talking to everybody.
1: Spreading their germs. Yeah.
3: Riding. Everything that's got a motor on it seen them on golf carts four-wheelers dirt bikes
1: we haven't seen them on regular
3: bikes but you know you can't get them on a lawnmower yeah (laughs) what's wrong with that
1: i don't know i don't get it like you want to ride a four-wheeler here's one with a blade on it well i'm going to tell everybody the nacho kids academy has a change your stinking thinking 30-day challenge Mm -hmm. and now is the perfect time to do that in fact I'm getting ready to do it again.
3: We should do one. We should do one. It's a, a like a condensed challenge instead of thirty day. Do like a like a ten day challenge.
1: Okay, a ten day change is thinking. Thinking.
3: No, it's going to be called hocus pocus. Change your focus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or we could do a nineteen day challenge. How to survive the COVID nineteen.
3: There you go.
1: Yeah, I like it. You like it.
3: Hocus pocus, change your focus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, I'm telling you, if this keeps up much longer, we are going to be off the chain. Last week, I could not find my words. Like, I was even struggling to come up with simple words. Not she was grumpy. Not like $5 words. I'm talking like penny words, like grass. Like, I could not (laughs) even think of stupid words.
3: Yeah, but you don't talk to yourself as much as I talk to you. So, you uh, don't. You don't realize how many times I have to fill in the blank because you'll say that or this thing or that. What I mean, over there, it's in yonder.
1: Well,
4: or
3: you'll use like the other, just yesterday. Here we go, button pushing. No, I'm just saying. Just yesterday. Just I,
1: yesterday. I
3: said uh, I asked you a question. I said, "Do we have any uh, gift bags?" And you're like, "Yeah, they're in the closet." Okay, great. We have 13 closets.
1: <laughs> yeah, would you and then like to, I, then narrow I'm that to down? say in the office and I'm not kidding y'all oh, yeah yeah it, it took me probably what six tries to yeah, finally it, get out it, in the office
3: it's in the closet in the um in the uh the, uh, uh um uh, um and I'm sitting there going uh kitchen the hallway I mean you know I'm trying to help her out here
1: <laughs> yeah and I mean I really don't have anything to blame this on other than my routine's been a little flopped and not even tremendously flopped just a little.
3: It's not been tremendously flopped? No, we. Well, I didn't see you I mean, doing all that anywhere today. What you been doing?
1: I have been working. <laughs> see y'all that button pushing? <laughs> uh, yep. If me and David don't make it, it's not because of the step kids or the blended family. It's because of his button pushing.
3: No, it's because I get tired of hearing stop, Jackson, quit. Oh my Jackson. gosh! You don't work for me. I'm like they're so bored with each other that he's picking on her and she's hollering about it. It's like having two more kids here.
1: Yeah, but I did find out if I could get David involved, Jackson stops. Yeah, of course, Jackson stops. Because David will torture him. I know, instead of saying, I'm going to tell mama, I'm saying, I'm going to tell David. Yeah. (laughs) I hollered in there last night. I'm like, David, he won't leave me alone.
3: But, yeah. Because he
1: opens the bedroom door and just stood there. Stood there for five minutes, just staring at me.
3: Well, it doesn't help that, you know, he prefaced that the day before by going, I'm going to kill you, mommy. Yeah, that's kill true. You, mommy. That's true. And she's like, quit doing that. And of course, the more she says, quit doing that, the more he does it.
1: Yeah. And he'll tell you the only reason he keeps doing it is because it annoys me.
3: Mm-hmm. He's a button pusher.
1: Yeah. From a stepdaddy.
3: And then she calls me to come make it stop.
1: Yeah. Because.
3: And, and then, uh, then all I do is I like push on a pressure point that hurts him and he's like screaming bloody murder. And she, then she starts yelling at me, stop.
4: <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: now I know why the dog just goes and like, hides. It's interesting here, y'all.
1: <laughs> we wonder how y'all are doing. Yeah. How is everybody doing? Yeah. Oh, David, I almost forgot. Our scholarship thing. Are you ready to announce it? Well, kind of. It just popped back in my head. But we need to announce it because we're going to start it in May.
3: Well, duh. That's like a few days.
1: No. Maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I don't even know what day of the week it it is. <laughs> like, I need those underwear that tells you what day of the week it is again.
3: You need underwear?
1: Yeah, it you, that tells well, you what guys day probably didn't have this, but when you're a little girl, you have underwear that says like Monday, Tuesday. I know Wednesday. guys
3: have underwear say Week One, Week Two. <laughs> That's
1: nasty. <laughs> That's so nasty. <laughs> All right, but we have a scholarship program. We have not named it yet. It is from a dear lady, and I am going to butcher her name if I say it. I know I'm going to. So until I have her name in front of me with the pronunciation right, we're just going to say Sylvia. Yep. And if you're in our Nacho Kids Facebook group, you probably know who Sylvia is. You may have blocked her, but that's okay. (laughs) Because she is pretty blunt and to the point.
3: Yeah, probably one of the most active in there.
1: And... But her nacho advice is dead on, y'all. That's why people block her, because they're like, well, I don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. I try to get them to block me. Yeah, David does. But (laughs) Sylvia has donated some money. She donated? Donated (laughs) some money to the Nacho Kids Academy to provide scholarships for people that need them. Mm Mm-hmm. And David and I are going to match the amount she donated donated <laughs> so the plan is we will give out a scholarship every other week until December and then in the month of December we will give out a scholarship every week. Wow yes
3: so every two weeks somebody's going to get a, a scholarship now what is a scholarship?
1: A scholarship is a free month to the Nacho Kids Academy.
3: Wow. So from now, well, what would be now? It would be what? May 1st? When when are you going to start it? David. Okay. Well, let's just say May 1st. So from May 1st to December 1st, every other week, somebody's going to get a free month to the Academy. Mm -hmm. And then in December, every single week, somebody's going to get a free month to the Academy.
1: Right. Wow. Now we've got to come up with some of the, the, um, see, here goes that word search again. (laughs) How do criteria. I Yeah, the criteria to apply for the scholarship. What you need to do, and also we're going to have something that you need to do after your one month in the academy. Mm-hmm. And David, I'm thinking that maybe, maybe we can offer a discount to those people to continue for another month.
3: Don't get too generous.
1: Well, <laughs> but but I want them to stay in there a couple months. You know. Yeah. We we think it's best if somebody can stay in there for three months. So we'll talk about that and figure it out, but at least they'll get one month for free. The way to apply, we still have to work on. Hopefully mm-hmm. by the next podcast. The next podcast we'll have to have it ready.
3: Yep. I think everybody should have to send in video submissions.
1: I like that idea. So where would they send in a video submission, David?
3: Um I mean they can just email it to us. Okay. Or they could or they could upload it somewhere and then just email us the link to the video. So if you want to do it and then upload it to YouTube or something like that.
1: Yeah, that way we will have their email address to contact them back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as far as we've got right now,
4: <laughs>
1: sorry, this was kind of unplanned. Lori remembered something. Email us at com with your video saying why you should get a scholarship for one month free to the Nacho Kids Academy through the Sylvia Scholarship Fund. We're going to come up with a better name, too.
3: Yep. Yep. Good idea. Okay. So they can contact us at, contact us at. (laughs) David, don't confuse people, especially me. (laughs) Contact us at nachokids.com is the email address. Mm Mm-hmm. They need to send the video or a link to the video, mm-hmm. which is most likely going to be a link because the video is probably going to be too large to email. Yeah,
1: um, and if you don't know how to upload a video to, like, Google Drive or... Dropbox, Google Drive, Microsoft
3: OneDrive. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. Google it. Yep, and a lot of you, if you're stuck at home, you might be using Zoom now because tons of people have been introduced to Zoom, so you can record yourself on that.
1: And you can... Re- Record Zoom straight to your computer or to the cloud, and then you can.
3: Well, if you record to the cloud, you're know, got to do send us a link. Right.
1: Yeah. but what David said.
3: Anyway, you'll figure it out, I am sure.
1: Yes. So I'm excited about that.
3: Yes. But don't send it to us on, like, Facebook.
1: Yeah. Please do not message me or us through Facebook Messenger with these because they get stuck in that other folder and we won't see them. Nope. All right. So there's the good news. I
3: know. I'm excited. I can't too. wait to see these videos.
1: Okay. you going
3: to have videos with like kids swinging off to, I say chandeliers, but I don't know. notice people use chandeliers anymore.
1: Well, Around I'm telling you y'all, we like some creativity now. I mean, look at this like um, America's Funniest Home Videos mm-hmm. for a Nacho kids Scholarship.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at the very least you get a, a one month, or at least a chance to win one month in the academy. That's a forty-nine dollar value, mm-hmm. and all you gotta do is take a few minutes. And don't don't send a thirty-minute video.
1: <laughs> yeah, please don't send a thirty. minute video. But don't
3: video. send me a five-second video either. It's yeah, like, don't
1: send me a video. that goes, yo, I need this.
3: Yeah, because um, I mean, honestly, we're we're gonna work with Sylvia to to pick because we're gonna, we want her involved in it. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she donated. Um, a large sum of money to this, so we definitely want to give her the ability to, to be involved in this. But, um, but yeah, I mean, come on. It's it's important to you. Your family's important to you. Your sanity's important to you. Put a little bit of thought and effort into it.
1: Well, and I know a lot of people are very emotional right now, so I don't want you to think that you can't send us a video that's not funny and that expresses your emotion. You know what I'm saying, David? Like,
3: Yeah, it could be funny. It could be crying. It could be whatever.
1: Yeah, just... <laughs> Whatever you feel. Yeah. And we're going to have this for a while, so you've got good chances. Oh, yeah. And whenever they're submitted, we will go through all of them every week to pick. So so,
3: so if I submit one in May. Does you don't my, need to send another one in June. Does, so my video, unless I'm picked, my video still stays in the hat.
1: Yes. Okay. Very good. All right. Now let's get to talking about what we're going to talk about. What we're we going to talk about. We have a stepmom that has been blending 20 years, Uh -uh. but it's three different relationships. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yes.
3: Third time's a charm, right?
1: We are hoping. And her dogs are not happy during this (laughs) recording either. (laughs) They may be happy. Maybe I don't understand the dog language, but there are a few times that the dogs are barking, but that's okay. We include family. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear how the blends were all different. So, so
3: did she have a relationship with three different men who had kids or because she has kids, she's in a blended relationship
1: each time. She has been in three blended relationships, but it's a great conversation. So David quit talking. So these people can get to listening. All right,
3: Fine. I'm done. All right. All right so here's a, Small ad for the Academy. Don't forget, send in your videos. This is your chance to get in for free. F-R-E-E. So you have no excuse. So send it in. Can't wait to see you.
1: Yeah. And we will not use your video for anything without your
3: permission. That is correct. So. Yes. And ladies, don't send me
1: private videos. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Bye, David. (laughs)
2: is a way to save your sanity and your relationship. And it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle step family challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com.
1: Today we have stepmom Tracy. Hey Tracy, how are you? I'm great, Lori. How are you? Doing good. So how long have you been blending?
0: I've been blending for about 20 years, I would say. What? Yes, ma'am. Long time.
1: To the same person?
0: No, I've been in three long-term blended relationships.
1: Honey, you know most of us that are in the first one say we will never again do this.
0: Yes, ma'am. I said that too, uh, three times. (laughs)
1: Are you a glutton for punishment or what, lady? Uh, Apparently, I
0: am. I I think so.
1: Well, let's talk about your first one. How long did that one last?
0: That one lasted for about four years.
1: And how many stepkids did you have then?
0: I had two. Um, I had one that was older than my daughter and one that was younger than my daughter. They were all girls. Um, It was, you know, at first, it was great. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody got along great. The kids liked me, um, and something just kind of turned. It seemed like one day, everything was just different.
1: I'm curious, what year do you think that happened in?
0: It was in the start of the second year, I think.
1: Yeah, that seems to happen a lot. Yeah. That's why I was asking. I was like, I bet you it's the second or third year for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seemed like, you know, everything was fine while we were just dating, and once we decided to take it to the next step and move in together and become more of a permanent family, I guess you could say, is when things mm-hmm. kind of changed. And I think it was not the children, but it was the their mother's influence on them.
1: So you think that it was more of the bio mom that basically yeah. resulted in the demise of your relationship?
0: I really do, because um, I think she felt threatened um, because there was a, a time that she told me, you know, you're not their mother I'm their mother, they only have one mother, and I would tell her I'm not trying to be their mother, but I want them to know that I love them, so-, mm-hmm. you know I'm not not trying to be you, I just want them to know they have more support than just you, and that you know they can feel comfortable with me um you know, I just want them to know that I love them right, but that was very threatening to their bio mom
1: and so she's probably started telling them things they all of a sudden didn't like you
0: yes it it really you could see like a drastic change from one visit to the next. It was my daughter went to the same school as my oldest stepdaughter. And when I would be at school picking up my daughter, I would see my stepdaughter come out and I would say, hi, you know, and she would get this panicked look on her face and kind of run away. And it was almost like she was afraid to be nice to me or afraid to like me because she didn't want to upset her mother and her mother's sisters. I think I don't know if she, I don't think the mom was really saying things to her, but I think she was saying things in front of her that she heard. Right. And so out of trying to feel loyal to her mother, she was, she felt like she couldn't like me because her mother didn't like me.
1: You know, sometimes we forget as the stepmoms that this may be what's going on on the other end. It may not be that the kids necessarily don't like you, but they're trying to have that bio-parent loyalty to where they don't make the bio-parent mad.
0: Right. I think that they could see that this whole situation was probably very hurtful to their mother. And even though she didn't tell it to them directly, they could hear her talking to her sisters or friends about what was going on. And in order to maybe show their mom that I love you, I'm on your side, I'm not going to like her either, even though that's not really the case, because when they were at our house... They just came over. They didn't have to bring toothbrushes or clothes or, you know, anything. They had a room at our house. If if something had ever happened and they had to move into our home, they would have been, you know, they wouldn't have had to bring one single thing with them. They had everything. So, did you
1: have every other weekend visitation with them?
0: Yes, he did have every other weekend, but he also got him a lot because we all lived in the same small town. So if he was available then he would just ask her if he could pick him up randomly and she always let him.
1: Oh, well, that's good.
0: Yeah, she she never kept him from the kids, but she just didn't really want me to be close to them, basically.
1: Right. Do you still have contact with them, the stepkids?
0: I do, yeah. They're grown. (laughs) They're grown now. Really? One is uh, married and has two kids, and she just turned 28 yesterday, and the other one is about to graduate from college. So
4: That's good.
0: Yeah, I do. I mean, it's not like um, the best relationship, but we do. I see them on Facebook and we, you know, we talk here and there.
1: Yeah. The hi, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm getting married. Oh, congratulations right. kind of thing.
0: Right. And and I'm actually friends with their mom now too. So it, What? Yes. It's, it's kind of come full circle and everything's kind of, you know, I've gotten apologies from her and from him and, you know, you have to just kind of let things, let them go, let things go. I think, you know, we're all, we're all blind in this situation. Nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows what's right or what's wrong, what you're supposed to do, what you should do. It's, it's just so difficult, even in the most perfect ideal situation where everybody wants to get along. It's still difficult. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you're actually trying to love somebody's kids that you love that person that had a relationship with somebody else. It's just weird.
0: It is weird. It's yeah. very strange.
1: So you're... Husband at the time or significant other, mm-hmm. do y'all still get along or do you still talk to him?
0: Yes, I mean, I don't, we, I wouldn't say we talk, but we do run into each other. Um, we actually, he's a paramedic and I was an EMT and we were actually partners on the ambulance together. So we have a lot of mutual friends. We have get togethers with, you know, old EMS co workers and mm-hmm. we have to encounter each other. And so we do get along. Now, don't get me wrong, it took me a long time to get over a lot of the things that happen, but. Um, you know, I, I chose to let go of those things for myself, basically, not for for anyone
1: else. And it was so healing, wasn't it?
0: Absolutely. It really was. And I know it yeah. sounds crazy to, uh, to forgive somebody for things that you're never going to get apologies for, you're never going to get answers for, but it's really just freeing yourself from that. That weight. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, forgiveness is f- for us, not for them.
0: Absolutely. It's from, you know, even though, you're not with the person and you say that, you know, I don't, I don't care. As long as you're still holding on to resentment and anger, it's going to affect you no matter what. And they're still going to have control over your feelings, your heart, your mind, and that you can't be peaceful like that. Right. Hate is not the opposite of love. You know, you don't, that's not the opposite. If you, if you don't love someone anymore, then you're indifferent about them. You don't hate them. Right.
1: Right. Makes you think, doesn't it? Absolutely. It does. Yeah, because then you're like, well, wait a minute, I shouldn't say I hate my ex because that means that I care.
0: Exactly. (laughs) You have to care. (laughs) You have to care some way to have a feeling. So, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. So that lasted about four years and then (laughs) you entered your second blend.
0: Yes. And there was quite a few years in between the two. Um, uh, You know, like I said, was never going to do that again. I'm never going to get myself involved in someone that has small children and I'm not going to put myself in that kind of situation. And well. Never say never, because this one, he had um, four kids. And uh,
4: cool, girl. It's getting better.
0: Well, he had a a son that was around the same age as my daughter, and they actually knew each other because they went to the same school. And then he had – it does get better, because all – and then he had a set of twins, and then he had a younger Mm -hmm. one, and they all had different moms. The son had a different mom, the twins had a a different mom, and then the younger one had a different mom. So I was dealing with three baby mamas then.
1: Yeah, girl, you did not learn anything, did
0: you? No, heavens, no, (laughs) no. I can do this. I can change everybody. All I have to do is just love everybody enough, and everybody's just going to be perfect, right?
1: Yeah. Give me three more. Give me two more BMs. I can do it. This one three. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did that blend last? Let's see,
0: about six years. Okay. Yeah. The only the now the the older the son. Uh, I got along with his mom fine and the twins. I got along with their mom fine. It was the little one that had the, we had baby mama issues and she started having dependence problems and she would text him and say, I ran out of milk for the baby. I need you to give me some money. And he would go run over there and give her money. And after a while I'd say, if she needs milk, let's buy her milk. You know, let's right. not just start throwing money at her. If you need something, I'll go buy it and bring it to you. You need diapers. You need milk. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind going to the store and bringing any of those things. Um, right. But um, we're not going to just start shelling out money to her when she just says, "Hey, I need money." Because, hey, I need money too. So, yeah. You know.
1: How old was the baby at the time?
0: She was. Oh my goodness,
1: eight months old, maybe. Oh, okay. Was little. Yeah. the The reason I ask that is, um, you know, as a single parent, when my son was little, I did not like for him to have to go to his dad's because I was his keeper, his protector. Right. He was mine, you know? Right. Yeah. And um, so, of course, I was probably a high conflict bio mom. Uh-huh.
0: I understand. Totally.
1: Yeah. And it was my
0: first kid, too. Sure. I mean, I I can totally understand that. I mean, you know, that I've been on both sides of the coin, so I understand that. When I got divorced, my daughter was three, and her dad lived more than 100 miles from me because he moved. So in my state, he was uh, allowed to have her for six weeks in the summer all at the same time. So he took her for six weeks and I got to see her. uh, My visitation was one weekend out of that six weeks. And it was, she was three years old. He wouldn't tell me who was keeping her when he went to work. He wouldn't tell me anything. Wouldn't let me talk to her. Nothing. So, I mean, I I completely get that. Mm. So I know it's really hard really hard.
1: And it was, it was hard for me to do the weekends. Yeah, no, I
0: understand. I understand.
1: And I remember the first week at Christmas or the first week in the summer, oh my gosh, like I would get sick, uh-huh. like physically sick. And I couldn't go near his room because it made me cry. And, you know, I would try to call and check on him. And I had the same situation mm-hmm. as you of, you know, don't call my house, basically.
0: Yeah. Don't call. You're going to upset her. Just leave her alone. And I'm like, you know, I can't do that.
1: (laughs) I can't do that. Right. It's just because they can go two weeks or a month without talking to them doesn't mean we can. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, you know, I think it it was difficult. That's why I always tried with with, um, the baby's mothers to be very transparent and tell them, you know, anything they wanted to know about me. I always wanted everybody to get along because I know how hard it is to send your child over to someone else's house. You don't know who they are or what they are or what they're doing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's difficult.
1: Sometimes as a mom, you just want to check on them and they might even be two years old and can't talk. But being a mom, you can tell by their noises if they're Uh good. Right. Yeah. So what differences did you see in the second blend and the first blend?
0: Well, I think that the second blend, um, but of course there was lots of baby mamas, so that (laughs) made it a little more difficult. But um, it was his parenting style compared to my my ex husband. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we had discussed it before moving in together because you know you want to make sure you're on the same page. But he was not on the same page. He said he was, but he wasn't. And so he had separate rules that he wanted for my daughter than he wanted for his children because, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't get to see my kids that much or your daughter lives here and mine don't. So it was almost like he wanted to be a Disneyland dad because he didn't see his kids as much as I did. So my daughter had rules, but his children did
1: not. Right. That guilty parent syndrome, girl. It's real. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, David and I, before we got married, um, when we first started talking about getting married, he found a um, questionnaire, like a premarital questionnaire, mm-hmm. and w- it was like a hundred questions. All of our answers were the same except for one,
0: oh, and gosh. we're like,
1: "Oh yeah, we got this." Yeah. Well, reality is completely different than how you think you will parent your kid.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Because I think if David and I had a kid together, that kid would be walking a tightrope. I mean, there would be no room for error. It it would <laughs> be one of those where you didn't say, yes, ma'am. Then you go sit in your corner for 45 minutes or, right. you know, where, whereas, you know, with my son or with his kids, it was, you need to say, yes, ma'am. It was, it's just different because mm-hmm. of that guilty parent syndrome.
0: Uh-huh. I agree. I agree. Now, do you
1: still have contact with any of those um, kids? No, I don't. I don't. Or the BMS.
0: Um, now I do see the twins. Um, I'm friends with her with their mom on Facebook. Um so okay. I do see pictures of them, you know, but I haven't spoken to them in you know, years. I don't see them or run into them or talk to them or anything like that. So I just kinda see pictures or updates every once in a while from um, you know, the their mom's yeah. Facebook, you know, on occasion. But other than that, no.
1: How was your relationship with those kids?
0: Um at first it was good until I think it was my resentment for the different rules of the home started kind of coming into play. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, part of me wants to say, okay, these are your children. So you need to be responsible for them. But also this is my home. So mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to be a visitor in my own home. You know, I shouldn't have right. to just sit back and, and uh, you know, wait for the kids to do whatever they want to. And me just kind of go along with it because that's just not my personality for one thing and, you know, I just, don't, I just don't think that kids should have that much power. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree that I, you want them to be happy, successful, and comfortable in, in their home because I've always said, you know, our home is their home as well. I didn't want the kids to have to sleep on a couch or a blow-up mattress, a guest room or whatever. They needed to have their own space when they were here because they needed to feel like they were at their home also.
1: I feel that way
0: very strongly because I don't think kids should feel like they're visiting their parents.
1: I completely agree with you. And I'm sure you see it in the Facebook groups too where somebody'll say, This is my house. My right. house, my rules. Right. Okay, well does your significant other not live there too? Right. Do they not have any input? I mean it it really um I don't like it when they say that because it may be your house, but those ain't your kids. Right.
0: No, I agree. I don't I just don't think that kids should have to say, I'm gonna go visit my dad or visit my mom that's not that's not fair i don't think right i feel like they should feel like they're at home regardless if they're at their mom's house or dad's house i feel like it should be their home regardless you know at least they should at least have their own space to feel like they're at home you know
1: yeah cuz it's already hard for the kids to have two homes
0: absolutely absolutely that's that's what i think everyone forgets is that it's extremely hard on the parents and i get it because We're all still having to deal with people we don't like. (laughs) And, you know, that's hard enough as it is. We have to do that on a daily basis at the store or at your job or whatever. But they don't understand that even though these kids, you know, they're maybe five or six, four, five, six years old. They they're not stupid. They understand what's going on. They see what's happening and Mm -hmm. they're learning how to adult from how we're acting towards each other. And I don't think it's fair to have a child that has to grow up from age three when their parents get divorced. And I'm using myself as an example because that's how old my daughter was.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: She shouldn't have to grow up from age three and be scared to death that when she turns 18 and graduates that I'm scared my parents have to be in the same room together. Or I'm scared that my parents are going to argue with each other. At my wedding or, you know, the special events like that. They shouldn't have to be scared for their adult parents to be in the same room together. Mm-hmm. It's just not fair to the children. Yeah.
1: I remember uh, my son's father saying something one time about, don't ever think that we'll be sitting beside each other on the bleachers at his games. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, he'll never have to choose because I'll tell him to go see you. Yeah because right. that's not fair. No, it's not. It's not.
0: It's not. And that's what yeah. I always try to do with my daughter is that I just bite my tongue, I swallow my, you know, my pride and I get along and I turn the other cheek and it's worked because her dad and I are really good friends now. We we get along really really well and we have times that we're all together, you know, she graduated college and her dad was there, his girlfriend was there, we're all there together and that's just how we are. We're we're one family. Right. But it's not because we just all just loved each other. I mean, it it took a lot of work. We had to just, you know, make it happen. But she was the most important thing to me. So uh, I put how I felt aside to make sure she was okay.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that's important. Right. All right. So let's talk about the third blend. Okay. That's the one I'm currently in. (laughs) I'm still shaking my head over here. (laughs) All right. So how long have you been blending in this blend? So we've been
0: blending for six years. Okay. And uh, many
1: stepkids?
0: I have two. One lives out of state and he's 13. So I've actually only been around him twice. And um, then the other one, she is nine and she lives, you know, pretty close, about 45 minutes away. So
1: we have every other weekend with her. Do they have the same bio mom? They do not. So you got two bio moms in this one. Yes, I don't actually
0: have to really talk to um, the older one's mom because I don't. Mm-hmm. We don't really do visitations. They speak about um, visitation or travel or you know whatever. So um, I don't really have to be involved in that. But um, with the with his daughter's mom, I actually knew her before. We used to work together. We're in the same field, and so okay. Um, I wouldn't call us, I wouldn't say that we used to be friends, but we definitely were acquaintances, so we knew each other, so, um, you know, that, that helps, but she and I have the same personality also, so that doesn't always work out because we're kind of type A strong-willed women, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, but I still feel the same way for their child as I do for mine. Y'all need to put aside your differences. You don't like him, you don't like her, that's fine, but that's none of your daughter's business. Right. She shouldn't even know that. Mm
1: -hmm. So, yeah,
0: that's just how I feel about that. And that's not exactly how mom has been. She likes to talk in front of her daughter. So her daughter knows way too much about way too many things. Me personally, Mm -hmm. call me old fashioned. I don't think children should be listening to adult conversations. So, right. I think that that is part of a problem because, you know, I feel like A five, six, seven-year-old shouldn't be speaking to me like an adult, and, you know, they think that it's cute. And so I think that that's where Uh a lot of our problems have come in, is that we have different ways that, once again, parenting styles.
1: Right. And you've only got one bio child, right? Correct. And she's 24, 25? She's 24, yeah. And so she's out of the house. She still lives at home, but yeah, basically, she
0: has her own job, and she... You know, so, yeah, basically, yes.
1: Okay. Now, we hear a lot of times where the step-parent, so in this case, it would be your husband. Mm -hmm. Does he have an issue with your daughter still living there at 24 years old?
0: No, he doesn't.
1: Okay. Because we see a lot of people and they have the countdowns to when the kid turns 18 Mm -hmm. and they think that they're just going to magically disappear at that point.
0: Right. Well, I think he knew from before that that wasn't me. I mean. If my daughter and I could live together forever, which I know she would never want to do, <laughs> I wish she would. But I would love for her to live with me forever and ever and ever. I mean, she's she's not just my daughter now; she's my best friend. And she's been with me through so many things, and we've been through a lot together. And she is literally my best friend. And so that is more of like a I wouldn't say you know we're just buddies or anything like that because I'm still her mom, but mm-hmm. she's more. She's the one that I'm closest to out of anybody, even my parents or anything like that. I don't have siblings. And so she's what I have. And that's just, you know, how it's always been. But I think he knew that before. So I didn't, I don't Mm -hmm. think that he had that expectation. But I also did tell her a long time ago if you're going to go to college, then I'll help you. I'll pay your insurance, I'll help you pay your car payment. But if you're not going to do those things, then you have to pay your own bills. So I'm Mm -hmm. not like the kind of person that's just going to let her live with me and not do anything for the rest of her life. So I think that since I'm like that, he's probably, he's comfortable knowing that she's not going to just live with us until, you know, we die. And she's not going to
1: just be a a leech (laughs) to us or anything like that. So she's pretty responsible. Yeah, there's a difference in helping your kid out and them mooching off you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm wondering,, um, what struggles do you have in this blend? I know you said parenting's one of them, but does it seem like it's less of an issue because you've been through the same thing before?
0: Well, um, I think I can say now, yes. Um, I think it, at first, I tried to come on strong, like with the other ones, because um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm stepmom, so I should have every right to say what I think right? I should have everyone right. Right to say what I think we should do. Well, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way.
4: Nope.
0: So <laughs> I think now, um, since I've been through the other two, it was a little easier for me to kind of step back and say, okay, it's hard for me to to care more than your parents do. And I think that's my problem is that I cared. I care more than than the parents do about certain things. Like he sees things differently than I do. So something that I think is important, he would think, oh, that's not a big deal. So I have to step right. back and say, she has parents, and I need to let them handle those things. And so I kind of need to be the support and the backup, not the one in the front yelling, this is what y'all need to do.
1: So so you're, you're a nacho mom.
0: I am. I am now. Yes. It's it's taken me many years and many children and many relationships to figure out that that's the best thing to do for me. Yeah.
1: And it's not for everybody. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not that I don't love the child because I do. I love her. She's a great kid. We have fun. She's very smart. We, uh, you know, we talk, we laugh. Um, I enjoy being around her. But I also have to realize that I am not her parent. So it's not right. really my place to say, you know.
1: Yeah, a lot of people think that nachoing is because you hate the kids. Right now, if you hated the kids, then you wouldn't even try. Number one, right? Um, And when I started nachoing, I was at a bad place with these kids. They hated me, and I did not like them. Right, but the love for their dad that I had is what made me want to make things work.
4: Uh
1: And over time. You know, I disengaged for about a year. And I mean, like I fully disengaged. Mm-hmm. If, when they came in, I didn't say, hi, bye, how you doing? Now, if they said hey to me, I responded. Right. Because I'm not rude. But I wasn't going to say hey to them and them ignore me and it make me mad.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's, it's hurtful. Cause it really is.
1: Yeah. And then I would get mad at their dad, be like, why aren't you making them tell me hey? Right. So it just it, it was a cycle. And so I had to remove myself from that cycle. And by doing so, it allowed David to parent like he thought he should. It allowed me to focus more on my son and my relationship with David. And I stepped back enough with the kids to where we all had time to heal from the hurt that we had caused each other. And then we were slowly able to start reengaging and build a relationship.
0: Right. I agree. I agree with that completely. And like you said, it's not for everybody. But it's not done out of hate. It's done out of frustration and hurt, really. I can say that in my first relationship with with my steps, it was very painful to be treated that way. I loved them and did everything I could for them and wanted them to know I loved them like my own. And even if you love them like your own and treat them like your own, if everybody's not on board with it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to work.
1: And I don't mean this in a bad way, but you can love them like your own with every bit of your heart and soul, but they are not your kids. Exactly. Period. It doesn't change that. Right. I mean, they don't become your kids through osmosis. Exactly. It just doesn't happen. And with me stepping back, the stepkids learn to appreciate the things I did do for them.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And so did your husband.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I've said it before, and I'll say it a million times, I'm sure, that expectations do not get appreciation.
0: No, no, they don't. They don't. Yep. And, you know, I felt
1: like that all I was there for was to
0: cook and clean and make sure everybody was taken care of. And I'm like, why? You know, if, if you don't want me to be her parent in this aspect, then why am I being her parent in this aspect? If I can't be yes. her parent, then I'm not going to be her parent at all. So, right. don't ask my opinions on things. Don't ask me to do you favors for things. I mean, don't don't think that oh it's okay if if I need you to pick her up and take her here or watch her while I go play golf, but it's not okay if if you tell her not to run in the house. That's not going to work mm-hmm. for me. That doesn't work. So, and that's precisely how it started. I'm not going to be this part-time person when you tell me, oh, it's okay for this, but it's not okay for that. Because that's just, that's not fair to anybody.
1: So if Well, it makes no sense. No,
0: if I'm not, then I guess what, I'm just not. So you're on your own. Right.
1: Yeah. I wrote a blog the other day and that was something I put in there. I said, you know, the bio parent, they want you to help feed the kid, make sure the kid's clean, homework, play taxi. Wash clothes. Yep. Yeah. But the moment it comes into anything regarding discipline, and it can be as simple as pick your socks up off the floor. Yep. It's, oh, no, you don't tell my kid what to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. You don't mind me doing all these other things for him, Exactly. But I'm not allowed to do this other part. No, it just it makes no sense. Right.
0: And that's that's exactly the argument we had when I started doing Nacho. I said, listen, if you you can't just tell me from time to time oh, it's okay if you do this, but it's not okay if you do that. If, if I'm not her parent, then I'm not her parent at all. So count me out if that's how you mm-hmm. want it to be. So, But I'm, right. I'm a very strong-willed person. You know, I have a, <laughs> a little hard-headed at times. So I definitely, don't, I definitely don't say, well, this is my house, my rules. But at the same time, I do live here too. And mm-hmm. I told him that. I'm like, you know, I'm your family you and I are together and decided to be a family. So how come I can't be included in the family? You know, that's, that's not fair. Right. So, you know, there's, it's, it's difficult for sure. But I think like what you said earlier, it all kind of comes back to the guilt thing. You know, Mm -hmm. people feel bad for breaking up the families and making the children have to go back and forth. And I get it. But we also need to mm-hmm. teach our children how to deal with hardships in life because they're going to be faced with these things every day. Right. You know, heartbreak happens every day. Whether it your boyfriend mm-hmm. break up with you, you don't get to make the cheerleading squad, you know, you get cut from the football team, you lose your job, your boss is not nice, you know, whatever the case may be, for the rest of your life, you're going to have to learn how to deal with adverse situations. Mm-hmm. So the, the best thing you can do is to help your children, not just make it Disneyland for them, but say, you know, I'm really sorry. This does suck. I agree with you, but
1: mm-hmm. we've
0: got to learn how to deal with it. We've got to learn how to get through with it.
1: Right. But the biggest fear is that the bio kid will say, I don't ever want to come back here. I want to only be with my other parent. Yeah. And, and they use that, girl. You know, they do. They'll be yeah. like, well, I'll just go stay with my mama.
0: Oh, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I honestly, I've never, in out of the three relationships, I've never had. None of the kids have ever said that.
1: So, right, because your husband or a significant other at the time was parenting out of guilt. Right. Yeah. True. Or, or not parenting out of guilt.
0: Right. <laughs> that's that's the key right there. Not. It's not, and that's yeah. that's what would frustrate me. It's the mm-hmm. the not parenting is what frustrates me the most. I mean, it's. I think that's where my current relationship has its problems is that he doesn't, he doesn't parent and Mm -hmm. it frustrates me to no end. He's a, he's a, I don't parent and I'm a, the opposite, complete opposite spectrum Mm -hmm. because my daughter was not allowed to sass me and do those things. I was pretty strict on her.
1: Right. But you had her 46 weeks out of the year too. Correct. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's hard to see that other side. It is. But I guess, yeah, I guess with my son going to his dad's every other weekend and a week, each month of the summer and a week at Christmas, I get it. Because come Wednesday, it's like my mood changes. Mm-hmm. I won't be as tough on him. I won't. Um, the last thing you want to do, send your kid to the other parent where you just fussed at him. Uh-huh. Y- you know?
0: Yeah, no, I get
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Um. When you started nacho wing, did your significant other know that's what you were doing? Or,
0: um, I mean i I want to say yes because I told him. You know, if I'm I'm not allowed to do this, then I'm not going to be allowed to do the other either. So I mm-hmm. won't do anything. But I think that you know how men
1: are.
0: <laughs> I hate to say that. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. I think that he no, probably say, it, "Girl,
1: say it." David's not here.
0: <laughs> I think at first he probably didn't have a clue. He had no idea what I was doing, but um, I think he he does now because from time to time I'll I'll mention it, you know, that I'm not doing or saying this or that because I don't, you know, I don't want to cause an uproar or I don't, you know, so I just I, I mean, if he asks my opinion on things, then I'll I'll tell him what I think, but then I tell him, but that's. You know, that's y'all's place to do, not mine. Mm -hmm. And um, he's not, he's pretty laid back. So he doesn't let a whole lot of stuff bother him. And so we don't really, Mm -hmm. we don't really argue about the child per se. The only time that I ever have any issues is when he, like um, I said, his lack of parenting. That's that's the only thing that frustrates Mm -hmm. me now is that he chooses to ignore things, hoping they'll go away. Mm-hmm. and I have to tell him, you know, children don't just come out of the womb knowing how to be adults and be productive in the world. You have to teach them everything. They know nothing, and right. they, they either learn it because you teach it to them, or they learn it because they're watching you, and, mm-hmm. you know, he gets frustrated with her because she's not real good with table manners still, and she's not real good with the knife still, and he's, he'll say, you should know how to do that. And of course, I don't say anything in front of her, but I'll tell him, maybe she doesn't know how to do that. You need to, you know, show, show, her, her. show her again. <laughs> you know, she's not going to yeah. just know how to do it because she's nine. That's not how it works. If, if she's with her mother most of the time and her mother's not showing her, then how would she know how to do that? So,
1: right. And if she's only with him every other weekend, there's not a whole lot of influence he can have on her, but that doesn't mean he should give up. Right.
0: Right. And that's what I tell him. I'm like, you're going to have to understand. And I've, and even my daughter, as being a child of divorced parents, will tell him, you know, all she wants you to do is color with her or play Barbies with her, you know, something. She just wants your attention for a while. That's all she mm-hmm. wants. And so my daughter even speaks up and says, you know, she doesn't care about this or that. She just wants you to talk to her and pay attention to her and, you know, things like that. So... It's difficult. Yeah, because
1: he's only got her 48 hours every other weekend. Right. I mean, every other week. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he didn't really give you a lot of pushback when you started not showing? No, not really.
0: I mean, I know that, and I, but I did tell him at one time, um, I guess, three years, I guess, into the relationship. We dated for a year before we moved in together. And then after we moved in together. It was rough because. I felt like the child didn't have any boundaries, no rules, no anything. And she wasn't used to being told mm-hmm. no. She wasn't used to being, you know, having some kind of boundary or rules or anything. So it was it was tough. But um, he, I felt like he was trying to shove us down each other's throats because he wanted us to get along so well. And he wanted us to bond and blend and and, you know, He wanted us to get along just as much as I wanted us to get along. But I said, you're going to have to let us do that. You can't shove Mm -hmm. us down each other's throats and expect us to just love each other 10 minutes from now. People have to love each other in their own ways. You know, when he and I met, we didn't love each other. We grew to love each other. Mm -hmm. But that's how it, you know, that's how it is with everybody. And I think that's a lot of people forget about children is that they're not your kids. So you're not going to just love them the second you lay eyes on them. You have to learn to love just like you do anybody else.
1: Right. And they're not going to love you like they do their parents. Right. And you can't form that bond with them every other weekend exactly. that you see them. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you dated their parent every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So if your significant other says, hey, um, I want to go somewhere after work. King, you get little Susie from school or whatever? Mm-hmm what would you say? I would do it for him.
0: I I wouldn't do it every single time, but yes, I would.
1: Yeah. A lot of people kick into, no, I'm not doing anything, Uh but that's what causes the problem. And you have to keep those boundaries. Right. If they ask you for help, they're asking you for help. Mm -hmm. If they ask you for help every day, they're using you. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's the thing is that, you know, you can't, leave her with me every weekend because you want to go fishing. Like she comes, she comes over here to see you. She, you know, Mm -hmm. she's around me. Yes, because I'm here, but she doesn't come over here to spend time with me. She comes to spend time with you. And, you know, that's not fair to her. If you're not going to, if you're not going to spend any time with her, why are you making her come over here?
1: Exactly. If the bio dad's not going to spend time with her, let her stay with the bio mom. Exactly. Exactly.
0: That's how we did it when my daughter was growing up. My, my ex-husband is a police officer. He used to work 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. and his work hours were crazy. If it was his time to see her, but he had to work the whole weekend. You know, if you work from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m., you're going to have to sleep sometime. So would he ever really get to spend any time with her? No. So what's the point of her going down there to just see him for 10 minutes when he's coming in the door or walking out the door? Let her be comfortable right. at home. Mm -hmm. And that's that's how I always
4: felt.
1: Yeah, and there's a difference when it's job-related, like your ex-husband's was, versus the bio-parent deciding that, oh, well, I'm going fishing this weekend. Mm -hmm. Dude, go the next weekend when you don't have your kid.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Now, don't get me wrong. I know things come up. There might be some kind of annual fishing tournament Mm -hmm. that falls on his weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, ask your ex to switch weekends with you.
0: Exactly. That way everybody wins.
1: Right. And if you know that she's the kind of person that won't switch weekends with you, then you really shouldn't be going to the annual fishing
0: exactly. trip. Agreed. I completely agree with you on that.
1: David and I both, um our lives revolved around um, the kids. And when I say that, it's we did not make plans for us to do anything when we had the kids. Right. And part of that's because... It never worked out well with trying to work with the exes mm-hmm. to switch time or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it was just easier to stick to the court order. Right. And there has been a time or two that something has came up to where they needed to switch time. And of course, we're, we were fine with that. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where unless there's absolutely no other option, I'm not asking. You're right. Because then it will be the tit for tat, you <laughs> owe <show> me something.
0: <laughs> I understand that. Some of the problem that we have now, though, is, you know, I'm older than he is. And my child is older than his children are. And so it's almost like I've realized that we're kind of in different stages. My daughter just mm-hmm. graduated college and now she's working. And so I have freedom to do things that I couldn't have done when she was younger. Traveling, going to places, you know, doing things that I couldn't do because I had to get a babysitter or, you know, I couldn't do it because she had school or, you know, the prior commitments. Now I don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. She's 24. She takes care of herself, but we have to worry about his kids because they're little still. And we have to say, oh, Mm -hmm. wait, we can't because we'll have the child or, well, we'll have to see if we can get a babysitter or, you know, something like that. And so I think that's where now he and I are kind of bumping heads a little bit about it because, I'd have seen him find alternate plans because he had a fishing tournament. But if it's a big wedding of an old friend of mine, then we can't go because I have my daughter. So I'm like, how come you can go when it's your plan, but you we can't go when it's my plan? And so I think that's some of the issue that we have now.
1: Right. It's because your friend's wedding doesn't mean anything to him. Right. Exactly. Right. What is your age difference?
0: There's eight years. I'm 48 and he's 40.
1: Oh, that's not so bad. Mm
0: -mm. No, it's not.
1: And and when I say bad, I don't mean it's bad if you've (laughs) got a 20-year age difference between you and your significant other. I was just, I thought it was going to be more than that, the way that you um, said it.
0: No, there's, I mean, I mean, it's funny because it doesn't sound like much. But when we talk about, um, maybe a song will come on and I was on the dance team in college and I'll say, oh, we had a routine to this summer when I was in college. Oh, you know, brings back old memories, and he'll be like, Oh, I was in fourth grade. So I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. No one asked you. So thank you very much.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like just rub it in that you're younger. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so are, technically, are you a cougar?
0: I guess I am. I guess I am. I think Uh-oh.
1: so. I know. I might have just got my title for this Cougar Stepmom. <laughs> No, I'm just curious. What about your other relationships? Were you older than them as well?
0: Um, let's see. <laughs> Actually, my no. Um, mm-hmm. The first one, he was older than me. And the second one, I was older. And then this one, I'm older.
1: I was just curious. Yeah. Just the two out of the three. I like yeah. to find patterns.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I look back at my relationships and think, I don't really have a type because all the guys that they have had such different you know, they look completely different, they act completely different. It's just I don't I guess I just don't really have a type. I I think I just tend to gravitate towards people that I have like mad chemistry with. You know what I mean? Like somebody that mm-hmm. I just click with and that I can type. Girl, you to. got a
1: type is the type that's got kids with somebody else. Uh, apparently
0: <laughs> Lord
1: <laughs> That's your type. I think so. <laughs> so um, have you been married four times?
0: No, I have not. I've been married twice. Um, okay, the first blended relationship was my second husband, and okay, these last two have been long term
1: relationships. I'm engaged now, but we're not married. Well, I was gonna say, um, no, I think my uncle was married five times.
0: No, I'm not going there.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't say never, mm-mm, girl. Mm-mm. No, yeah, it's hard. Well, let me ask you about that. When you ended these relationships and the stepkids were involved and you were attached to them and you loved them so i mean i'm sure that that part hurt you as well not just the ending of your relationship
0: yeah it did it was it was hard because I, with my first uh blended relationship whenever he and i got together uh the, the young one was 3 months old and wow. he had already been separated from her mother for I think he left right after the baby was born. I mean, he had already been moved out of the house and was separated from her when we met. And she didn't want the little one to come over to have overnight visitation because, I mean, she was three months old. Who can blame her for that? She's she's a baby. But he mm-hmm. he fought and fought and fought her for it. And he won. And so the baby would come over and spend the night. And I was the one that got up with her in the middle of the night and gave her bottles. I was the one that did that. And it wasn't because mm-hmm. he didn't want to. It was because I wanted to. I loved her. And I wanted, right. I wanted her to feel like she had a mommy here, too, because she was a baby. And
1: it was so hard. And she was only four when y'all split up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so hard. I'm sure that was hard. It was. It was, it was I felt like it just ripped my
0: heart out because then I just never saw him for years and years and years. I mean, I never saw her again until she was probably in high school. Never even laid eyes on her. Mm-hmm. And so it was so hard because I I did love them. And I did I did want them to feel at home at my house and comfortable in my house and felt like they were part of a family, you know. And my, my stepdaughter now, when she was four, I guess, asked me, can I call you mom? And I didn't know what to say because I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But I also don't want to feel like mm-hmm. she can't call me what she wants to call me. If that's what she wants to call me, that's fine. And I have a friend who's, she's so good with human. She's like a, a psych nurse. So she's really good with, with things. And she's a mutual friend of my of mine and baby mother. And she went, the little girl went home and told mom, I have two mommies now. And she called me and was upset. And my friend told her, you know, I don't think that it's that big of a deal because the children want to fit into the family unit wherever they are. Just like if, if kids are being raised by their grandparents, maybe they call them mom because that's the role they're playing for them. They just want to fit into that family unit and have it be a normal family unit for them. And they need to know where they fit in there and how, how they fit in there. And I think that's where a lot of the the kids are confused also. Like, okay, so my dad's married to her, but she's not my mom. So what is she to me? And what, you know, is it okay to like her? Is Mm -hmm. it okay to love her? Is it okay to be nice to her? Is it, you know, I don't know. I think that it's just so confusing for the kids that. Yeah.
1: Did she end up calling you mom?
0: uh, No, she didn't. Her mom had a major meltdown over it. And she came back and said, you're not my mom. I only have one mom. And I said, okay, you know, I was like, okay, I understand. So,
1: yeah, because I'm telling you, if my son wanted to call somebody else, mom, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. No,
0: and I probably wouldn't either. But, you know, and I, but I didn't want to say, oh, gosh, no, you can't call me that. Because then I don't want to hurt her feelings, you know. So I'm like, what do I do? You know, I want her Mm -hmm. to feel comfortable. If she wants to call me that, that's fine. But I also don't want to step on anyone's toes. I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to take over as the mom because I'm not. But, you know, it puts me in a hard position, too, because as as desperately as you want to be loved by your stepkids, you also don't want to, you know, cause World War III to happen
1: because (laughs) they like you. So, you know, it it puts everybody in such a bad position. Right. I remember uh, one of my stepkids was on the phone with me. He was with his grandmother and uh, we we got a phone and he's like, I love you. Or I said, I love you. And he said, I love you, too. They drug him over the coals. Do not ever tell her that.
0: Right. That's what happened in my first relationship. Yeah. That's what that's where the turning point was. She, He had called mm-hmm. to talk to his daughter and she was talking to him. So I got on the phone and was talking to her. And I said, OK, well, I love you. I'll talk to you later. She said, I love you, too. And then they got back on the phone with each other and I could hear her just yelling at him. And that was that's mm-hmm. exactly what turned the relationship around was that. I told my soon-to-be stepdaughter that I loved her, and it just set the mother off. Yeah, It was crazy. But yeah. as a mother of a child that has to be somewhere, I, I, you want your kids to be loved by who they're around. So to me, it's right. it's conflicting because you want your child to go to their dads and feel comfortable and feel loved and have somebody they can turn to because what happens if I drop dead tomorrow? And she has a mm-hmm. terrible relationship with his wife. My mm-hmm. poor child's gonna have to go live in that environment.
1: Right. You're so right. Yeah. I've always said that um I want whoever my son's father's with to love my kid. Yeah, absolutely. But the last thing I want is him calling her mama. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. You know, he can call he can call her the German name for mama, right. which is mutter <laughs> or something. But no, not mama. Right. Yeah. Well, I know you have to go. Um, We really appreciate you being a guest on our podcast. And I am really shocked that you have been in three blends. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Me too. Well, thank you again. And um, we do like to try to follow up with people. So at some point in the next um, year or so, we'd like to have you back as a guest to see how things are going. That sounds great. I'd like that. All right. Well, you take care. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know,
3: for all those people who say, I will never do this again, it has to make you wonder about the people who do it again. She's not the only one. I know she's not. I mean, you know, look at the chances if you and I were to get, I'd say divorced, but it's more likely that you'd kill me and you would be single again. But um,
1: Isn't there a song about burying you in the backyard?
3: I don't know. Okay. Anyway, the chances of you being with somebody else that doesn't already have kids is slim. Very Slim. slim. So, like, slim pickings. Um, like, so not going to happen. So it's not, like, it's not like you're going to say at, you know, 45, 50 years old, I'm going to go out there and, and find me another person that doesn't have kids. I mean, not that they don't exist, but.
1: Even at 30 years old.
3: Yeah. Shoot. Even at 19 years old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> He's speaking the truth. I
3: mean, you know, it's not in the water.
1: Yeah. But I find it interesting that she still talks to the stepkids through Facebook from the first blend and her and BM are quote quote friends now.
4: Mhm. Mhm.
1: And the second blend, three bio moms. And then she
3: did it again. Wow. I'd love to have like been her friend and talked to her during that time when she was making that decision cuz you know she had to be like Man, do I do I
1: really want to do this again? Yeah, oh the devil gosh. angel. <laughs> but I love him. But mm. he's got kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but doing the little puppet hands too for yeah. those that can't see me.
3: <laughs> but you know, you always think it's gonna be different. And and a lot of times it is. I'd say most of the times it is different to some degree. And we've heard of we've heard of stepmoms who's who've had, you know, a fantastic first blend. So easy and you know, something happened or whatever, and then they go into their second one, and it's like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you feel like going, welcome to the real blended family. <laughs>
1: but it's no different than kids. You can have two kids that grow up in the same nuclear family, and they're completely different. <laughs> well,
3: you gotta tell me. I got triplets that grew up in the same nuclear family at the same time with all the same variables, and, and they're all different.
1: Night and day and evening.
3: Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, very interesting.
1: So, um, I do find it interesting that it took her three blends in time for her to realize that nachoing is what works best for her. hmm hmm And I hope I didn't offend her when she told me that she's 48 and her husband's 40 because I called her a cougar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. She's, she's probably like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Too bad I wasn't on that one. I know. I was glad you were not.
3: (laughs) What do you mean?
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, because you'd be like, what made you do that crap again? What was you thinking? Was you on drugs?
3: I wouldn't ask her anything nobody else had. Was you drinking? I asked her the questions that everybody listening wants to ask.
1: You know, David, before (laughs) Nacho, I felt like everything that I did, like when I would speak up, when other people wouldn't, it's like, I'm just saying what everybody else wants to say or doesn't have the nerve to say. That's not always true, David.
3: No, it was never true with you. What? nobody Uh thinking
1: that mess? You just being mean. Quit talking to me. (laughs) I'm going to have to start doing the intros and the outros by myself. Me and my little sock puppet friends. (laughs) Hey, Lori, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Okay. (laughs) But... You do that were, so well, though. Their, their voices were too similar. Yeah, Let me they're try twins. Again. <laughs> Hey, Lori, how are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. No
3: problem. <laughs> I think you could do it by yourself. I you think I could. You don't need me here.
1: I just got to make my left hand more smart-alecky, and it'd be just like you. Yeah, it would be. Yeah.
3: And then you'd have to take your right hand and you'd have to roll it around because you can't roll your eyes. So you'd have to roll your hand. Yeah. You know, maybe even like as you roll your hand, like open it real quick. Like, <laughs> 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 no, I didn't say do all that.
1: Well, what about you? Do I mm-hmm. just paint it gray? <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm just looking at you like you're crazy.
1: Hey, that, that reminds me when I make that noise, the Big Bang Theory. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: When Sheldon laughs, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to be my new laugh. <laughs> all
3: right. So, what are you binge watching these days?
1: Nothing, dude. Nothing. That's probably what's wrong with me. There's nothing for me to watch. I'm I'm just, I'm glad or you're you getting, asking them?
3: I'm asking you, because I'm glad you're getting off of the, what is the cop show you've been watching?
1: Live PD. I'm
3: glad you're getting off of that. Well,
1: they quit recording or something. They finally just started back up. Look, I don't, you know, I don't
3: mind the show at all, but it gets unnerving when you're in the office and you start hearing sirens mm. all the time. And it's like. What is going on? I don't know if like somebody's coming to get me or if there's been an accident in front of the house. <laughs> you know, I've am taken my headphones off. I'm like, where is the sirens coming from? How
1: are you hearing it with your headphones on?
3: Because you had a TV up that loud.
1: No, I have walked up behind you with those headphones on and been like, David.
3: I'm ignoring you. <gasps>
1: the so, truth comes out because I'm thinking I've got crappy headphones because I can still hear through them.
3: No, you got crappy headphones. Um, mm-hmm. you don't have crappy headphones. You have them turned off most of the time.
1: Even when I cut them on, I can still hear you. Clack, 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 clack,
3: clack, clack. That's my keyboard.
1: <laughs> yeah, do um, your keyboard for the people so they can feel my pain. Do my keyboard? Yeah. All right, y'all. Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I have to put up with since we have to share up. Office now calls it a Rona virus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, David, what you got to say?
3: That is the awful I show today. Yeah. So join us next week when you hear Lori say.
1: David, if you don't quit clicking on that computer keyboard, I'm going to knock you out.
3: Actually, you'll say that tomorrow when you have to wait till next week.
1: <laughs> Probably in five minutes. Uh,
3: all right, folks, don't forget to send in your video submission. We are chomping at the bit to give away some free access to the Academy. And if you're in the Facebook group, uh, shout out to Sylvia and tell her thank you. That was amazing that she thought enough of other people uh, to donate so that um, so that every other week we can give away access to the Academy.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to have to call her to get her to pronounce her name for me.
3: Yeah. Sylvia.
1: Y'all know who she is.
3: Yeah. Sylvia with a K in her last name. Something like that. <laughs> Let's call her K-Doll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Hang in there. Be tough. Outlast the COVID. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Pray for me. Yes. Please do. She needs it.
2: She's great, great. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.